This is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast, hosted by Roman Prokopchuk, bringing you all things digital marketing, tech, business, and motivation. What's stopping you from becoming relentless in all aspects of life? Are you ready to become a digital savage? Let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk and this is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast. Today I have with me Rob Gallo. Rob is widely recognized as an industry expert in customer loyalty. A pioneer in the gaming industry, Rob founded one of the first online casinos in 1997, which he successfully ran before selling and retiring in 2010. Today, Rob is founder and CEO of Complinks, a white label consumer engagement platform helping companies generate revenue from their customers even while they're outside the particular business property. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks, Roman. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. So tell me a little bit about your journey. Uh, Where did you get started and how did you get to the 2019 you? (laughs) Great question. So uh, as you mentioned, I started in the online casino business back in 1997. I sort of saw the writing on the wall. Um, It was an interesting story how I got started. A buddy of mine, and I were on vacation and he was overlooking a prospectus from a group in Toronto that came down to him and wanted to get licensed for an online casino. And I said, that's, that's a great idea. You should open your own. He says, okay, and you can run it. I'm like, all right, whatever. I didn't know the difference between the whole percentage of blackjack video poker. I said, I'll figure it out. How hard could it be? So we launched in uh, November of 97. Um, and it was wildly successful. Moved my entire family down to Antigua, uh, where we were licensed. Anyway, fast forward, they, the company that we licensed the technology from didn't have a loyalty platform. And as anyone knows, whoever's been in a casino, when you go into a casino, you get a rewards card. And as you play, you accumulate rewards that you can use for food and beverage credits, show tickets, and all that stuff. Those are called comps, complimentaries. So, since we didn't have one, we built our own uh, and ran it for all. We ended up with five casino properties and we intermingled them so you could earn from one and burn it at another. And that was the um, that was the start of our foundation in the loyalty space. Um, <clears throat> as you mentioned, I sold the business in 2010, quasi-retired. That didn't really take all that well. Um, I was just too anxious to do something else. So I, I began consulting. Anyway, long story short is uh, my daughter graduated from business school in 2015 and we looked to make an acquisition of a company in New York called Long Island Loyalty, but uh, we just couldn't come to terms with the owner. They had a pretty neat platform where you could buy something from one place and and burn off at another, but we wanted to take it digital. So we ended up building our own platform uh, called Complinks and that's where we're at today. And uh, what kind of kind of companies or businesses do you work with? Are there specific industries or it kind of runs a gambit? Uh, we started in the casino space because we do have good relationships with many casino operators. Um, but the sales cycle is ridiculously slow um, and many of them aren't ready for change for whatever reason. So we've branched out into other areas. We just started working with a QSR, a quick service restaurant. We have a one of the major brands in consumer engagement that has 40 million 
active uh, users in their database. Who else? Uh, hospitality. So the hotel industry is already many of the operators like um, Marriott, Hilton already have their own platforms, but we're speaking with some other groups in that same platform, in that same industry. It's awesome. I think obviously it's a very important kind of uh, retention mechanism as well as, you know, additional revenue stream down the line for those kind of companies. Yeah. Engagement is the key. So we, the platform we hang our hat on is engagement beyond your current business proposition. So if someone comes to a hotel, I mean, maybe you and I travel more than the average person doing what we do, but the average person probably spends four nights in a uh, hotel throughout the year. So it limits their ability to earn any valuable rewards that they could redeem. Same thing with travel uh, on an airline. So that's why you see a lot of airlines that are intermingling their points by saying, all right, pump gas at this gas station. They're going to give us a commission. We're going to give you points. Uh, go to this restaurant. We're going to give you points. You know, it's kind of a symbiotic relationship in that respect. Yeah. And it's obviously very important for those businesses in terms of a ongoing revenue stream and their livelihood in terms of keeping those customers happy and giving them something in return. Yeah. So what motivates you to succeed on a personal level? Uh, again, another good question, Roman. Um, I've done very well for myself and uh, I enjoy what I do. I enjoy giving the opportunity for business owners, small and large, to have the light bulb go off and say, ah, this is a better way to do it. That's what floats my boat. Well, that's awesome. And I think maybe that's one reason you couldn't uh, stay retired because obviously I'm only 35 years old currently. And I think when I you know, am at retirement age, I don't know if I can be able to retire because I have so many ideas and a lot of things that you know I want to try in terms of business. Yeah. So, you know, after I did retire, um, it was, it was probably three months later when I got a phone call from the former, uh, poker manager for Cryptologic. And he said, I've got someone that you need to speak to. He's built a machine that scrambles, shuffles and deals real decks of cards, digitizes the results and then plays them online. In fact, I was listening to one of your earlier podcasts with Ryan McDonald. I think, I think it was number 112 and he was a professional poker player online so it it got me thinking about the uh the stuff that we used to do so anyway long and short was um the company developed this platform to kind of answer the question of i'm playing online i just had a bad beat i want to see the cards that it were actually dealt that caused this ace to come out on the river you know what i mean or whatever the case may be and uh, it was great in concept, but unfortunately, the end user who kind of dictates the market in the masses didn't really care enough to move the needle. So it didn't, uh, it, it never really happened. But anyway, that, that spawned my consultancy business. So I have Peak Gaming Group does consulting in the casino space. I kind of speak the online language and the land-based language. So I marry those two together when it gets too complicated for most companies to understand it. And then uh, as I began to grow that business, I would get approached on a regular basis, and I still do, 
with opportunities that look great, but when you really peel back the onion and I do a feasibility study on it, it just doesn't turn out to be something that would be profitable. This one, what I started with my daughter, Complinks, is hugely successful because of the, the trend in the digital loyalty space. So I'm sure, Roman, you probably have, you know, four or five swipe cards in your wallet of, you know, a restaurant, hotel, gas, whatever. You know, when you go to any convenience store, everybody wants you to sign up for their loyalty program. You have one of those? Yeah, but I think I have more casino-wise because my father-in-law lives in Henderson, which is a suburb of Las Vegas. Sure. So I think I have every single one from uh, from the Strip. <laughs> well, on the the average person has 19 rewards cards in their possession, of which they probably use between four and five. So the what we do though is as a coalition loyalty program is a little bit different if you know what ebates is right so ebates allows you to shop at all these different stores it's kind of a an aggregator of a bunch of different stores that you could shop at all of them and earn in their case the a big fat check every 90 days so that's what we do for companies by letting their existing loyalty program go beyond their four walls and let people shop at walmart kmart home depot uh, Petco, a thousand other stores, and earn rewards back in the client's original loyalty program. That's cool, that kind of uh, aggregating model. Yeah. So you mentioned that obviously you have this business with your daughter. How is it working with a family member, especially with your daughter? Because I'm sure there's a lot of people that have kind of family owned businesses or fallen into scenarios where they're working with someone in their family. Yeah, well, uh, initially my thought was to get my money's worth. I paid for her education and it was <laughs> yeah. quite expensive. So I said, uh, I'm definitely going to get my money's worth. But it's been a blast. I mean, we um, we collaborate on ideas with strategy and uh, she does a lot of the operational stuff, negotiating with the um, the merchants. So we're, we're now we get an 8% commission from Home Depot for sales that we drive to them, which or the rest of the industry doesn't get nearly that much, but she's worked out great relationships with the actual rewards managers, the commission managers and the affiliate managers. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's been a blast, a great ride. I love it. Yeah. And I think that relationship building is key in terms of business and, you know, personal and professional networking, making connections, and ultimately, you know, developing some kind of relationship that, as you said, your daughter, you know, negotiates for one reason or another, you're getting higher rates than, you know, others within the industry. Yep. So what's one thing that you may have seen as a weakness or had as a weakness uh, in yourself that you turned into a strength and utilized today? Oh, wow. These are great questions, Roman. Uh, so the, the biggest weakness that I think most entrepreneurs have, uh, and including myself, is procrastination. So you know, you're waiting for the right spot. You're waiting for the perfect moment, the alignment to just be just right. And you may get caught up in the minutia of other things to put off the important things. But what I've started to do, and I guess I probably learned from my past mistakes by not really capitalizing on things, was to almost, I do a, a quick assessment, but I shoot first and then aim later. Because it's better to have started and pivot 
than to never have started at all. Yeah, I agree. I think like you said, the oftentimes getting started and having that fear of failure, jumping into something, it, you know, prohibits you from starting or starting sooner than you would have normally and you would have gotten further with that idea. But you don't do it blindly, of course. You do some quick assessment, but you don't belabor the issues. You look at the 30,000 foot view and you see the long-term prospects. Exactly why we started this industry, this business, because it's growing at 14% compounded annual growth rate. And it's the single biggest driver in the loyalty space, meaning the, the coalition platform. Uh, and I see it sort of as I saw the casino industry in 97. Didn't need to be a rocket scientist to figure out people were getting on the internet and they were gonna do the things that they normally do offline, online. Yep, I agree. So like you said, when you do have an idea, running with it as fast as possible, having a plan, but being um, logical in terms of the industry or what you're focusing on, is there possible growth? What are kind of the, you know, the risks involved or the strengths in terms of getting to where you want to be from a goal setting level? The real critical thing, Roman, is to be able to pivot. So if you have a sort of a thought process of, it's this or nothing, it's gonna to be tough to make it, unless you happen to just get super lucky. Yeah, and that's very rare and the luck runs out even when we're correlating it back to uh, to gambling. I, I like to play poker, I haven't played in a while because me and my wife are foster parents. So I think we became foster parents last June. I haven't played since May 2018 poker, but um, one of the things I enjoyed and kind of like a relaxing my own time session. So what's one piece of advice you can leave with the audience, personal or professional? You know, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but get started. You know, I'm, it's been an old cliche, but the longest journey starts with the first step. You know, pulling that trigger is, is the first step towards realizing what it is that your aspirations are. So regardless in a business sense, if it's building a loyalty platform, enhancing a loyalty platform, or uh, engaging with your customers in a different methodology, the best thing to do is put yourself in your customer's position and see how they think and what they respond, sort of how you respond. But the other key component, Roman, is to remember that you might not be your target audience. So when I started in the casino business, I'm not a casino player, but I understood how they respond, how they think, how they how they feel about their emotions, about uh, experience at a casino. And that's the important part. Yeah, and I think you touched on uh, people may not agree uh, with what your kind of direction is for something. So you may think a product or a service is great, but you're not necessarily thinking you know, in the mind of the end user, the, the person you're trying to reach. So kind of disconnecting and really understanding the the customer is really important. Yeah, and that's that breaks into, uh, you know, again, relating it to the casino industry, they break down into different personas. So if you're a slots player and uh, someone else is a blackjack player, the correspondence between yourself and the casino and uh, a blackjack player in the casino should be different and good casino operators recognize that and good business owners recognize that not every customer fits into every bucket and you need to 
be adaptable to understand the types of customers that you have, find out which ones are your best, most uh, rewarding customers financially, and do what you can to increase the, um, the retention of those customers. Yeah, I agree. And not treating, like you said, every customer the same. So everyone has their own kind of you know, mindset, own psychology, own pain points that you want to solve or target. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I really appreciate you stopping by today. Can you let the audience know how they can find you or anything else you may have going on? Yeah. So um, I'm on LinkedIn, of course. Um, you can connect with me there. Otherwise, I've put up a special page on our site for your listeners. It's complinks.co. So that's C-O-M-P-L-I-N-K-S.co forward slash DSE for the digital savage experience. I just kind of shortened it a little bit to DSE. Uh, and on there, they can find out some other information, how to get in contact with me directly, as well as a financial impact calculator as to how some sort of en engagement methodology uh, would help your, your customers. Awesome. Thanks again for stopping by. My pleasure, Roma. Thanks for having me. This podcast has been brought to you by Nova Zora Digital. Find out how Nova Zora Digital can help your company grow online. Learn more at NovaZoraDigital.com. Until next time, all you digital savages.